Hey, She family, this is Trish, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pieces of She. As you all know, the She stands for Shared Human Experience. This is season three. I'm calling this my senior season. I'll be interviewing people 65 and up. Why do you ask? Well, they've been on this planet for many years and have a lot to say. I definitely think that they have stories to share that may help some of us navigate our way through this thing called life. So listen to the next episode as we explore the senior season of Pieces of She. Let's go. Hey, She family, and welcome to this episode of Pieces of She. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are, of course, in our senior season, season three. Um, Very excited. Um, I'm learning so much from our seniors so far, and I hope you guys are as well. Um, Tea time. That's a, a new thing in my new podcast. So my shirt says Fly Nerd. Can you read it for me? Because I can't read it. (laughs) A confident and stylish person who is devoted to intellectual or academic pursuits. That is me. I call myself a fly nerd. Um, Don't get it twisted, though. I do like hood rat stuff, too. I'm just saying. Just being honest. But enough of that. Tea time is over. And time for the interview. Today, you guys, I have Jeanette. So excited to have her with us. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. So excited, can't wait to hear your story. Um, And as you know, I introduced by my famous five. So Jeanette is from Des Moines, Iowa. She is a baby boomer. And baby baby boomers are born between 1946 and 1964. Um, She was raised in a two-parent household, mother and stepfather, and there were five of the siblings, so five of them all together. So she has four older brothers and a younger sister. She is the fourth child and the oldest daughter. So, and she's a Virgo. So thank you very much. Love y'all Virgos. I know a few. <laughs> we're great. Sorry. That's what they all say. <laughs> all right. So let's get started. Um, did I miss anything? What, uh, children, grandchildren, do you have kids? I have three children, one son and two daughters. The son is in the middle. Okay. And I have 12 grandchildren. Wow. And two great-grandchildren. Oh my gosh. What do they call you? Nana. Nana. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's a lot of kids. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and Especially I when I only have three children. <laughs> so one of your kids were really busy. But anyway, um, so when, when kids think about their future, like when they're little, they'll say something like, when I grow up, I want to do this and that and the other. How is your, how's your life compared to what you said it would be when you were a, a kid? Totally different. Really? <laughs> so what did you say when, when, when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And to me then it meant in a classroom and, you know, standing up in front of children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think, I kind of think that I'm still a teacher because I try and impart my wisdom or whatever wisdom I have yeah. to my kids, my grandkids. Mm-hmm 
adults I meet. So I kind of feel like I fulfilled that. Right, right. Well, that's good. Sometimes I'll tell you, um, life teachers are, are, are the best, you know, because it's, it's real life. There are some things that when you go to school, you don't learn, such as, let's say, what's a good credit score? They don't teach you that in school. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or how to end a bad relationship or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? You need those, those life teachers to teach you right. stuff like that. So, I kinda, It's kind of weird because um, I was sitting with my granddaughter the other day, and she's 17, and uh, she said, Nana, you're really wise. Mm. And it kind of took me back because uh, I never considered myself wise. Mm -hmm. I just tried to give them little things to try and mm -hmm. make life a little easier, mm -hmm. you know, but I never really considered myself as wise. Okay. And then my grandson, and he's 14, he said, yeah, you are wise. And it kind of kind of stopped me for yeah. a minute because I never really thought of myself as being wise. I'm just being me. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Right. And I think I'm the type of person that likes to put my little two cent in. Yeah. On everything. <laughs> whether, whether you want it or, or not. not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you can take it and throw it away. It doesn't matter. But, you know, my children will tell you that I always comment on everything, whether they want it my advice or whether they want my yeah. comment or not. I'm going to tell them what I feel, whether they agree with it or yeah. not. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm sure that a lot of those things that you have, a lot of your two cents, they've kept. I'm sure. <laughs> um, how would you describe your relationship with your mother growing up? Growing up, my mother and I did not, I don't think, had a really close relationship because um, I said I lived in, in a two-parent household, mm -hmm. but that was only to a certain age. Mm. And then it was, she was a single parent. Gotcha. And so she was working two jobs, because she had five kids, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So she was kind of absent a lot of the gotcha. time. And you know, usually when she was home, she was sleeping getting ready for mm. the next job so mm -hmm. so it, it, it was as close as it could have been considering yeah. the fact that she was working two jobs gotcha okay okay and then what about your father so I know that you said two parent did you know your father or I knew was your my biological father but he we lived in different states gotcha and so we only really got to see him when he came into town Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. then we'd go over to my aunt's house and see him and visit with him or whatever. But when I turned 17, um, I moved, he lived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I moved to Chicago mm -hmm. for about a, well, I went to Chicago for about a year mm -hmm. and I stayed with him. Okay, how and was that? And then it was, it was okay. You know, for okay. somebody who didn't know him really, right. you know. It, so it, like, were you guys kind of like roommates? Was, like, what was it? You no, know what I mean? No, I just kind of went up there and he knew I was coming up there and staying for a year gotcha. just for us to get to know each other. Okay. And so it was kind of, kind of awkward, but mm. it was okay. Gotcha. And plus my brother, my oldest brother at that time lived in Chicago and he lived across the hall. Okay. So if my dad got on my nerves, I just went across the hall. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what big brothers yeah. do. Um, and then, so then, what about your stepfather? Did you have a relationship with him? I did, but 
ours was even more strange because um, there was kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it. It just, we just didn't click. Gotcha. And so it was more or less, I knew back in the day that, you know, whether you like him or not, you respect him. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what it was. Okay. It was like a respect thing, period. Yeah. You know, I'd say, hi, how are you doing, whatever. But there was not really any, right. you know, too now, did your mom? did your mom and he have any children or any of your siblings his? No. Okay. No. He So he never had any kids? No. Oh. He had a couple kids, but that was before he came into our lives. Gotcha. So he had kids, but okay. Okay. not with my mother. Yeah. So with that, how important is family to you? To me, family is everything. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of bothers me now because as I get older, mm -hmm. because I'm not as close to my family as I should be, mm -hmm. but it's because we all live in different states. We're scattered. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Every year they have an Iowa Days, which is where everybody that was born in Iowa mm -hmm. goes back to Iowa. Okay. And we have like a weekend thing going on. And so nice. so even if we don't see each other the rest of the year, everybody tries to go back home for Iowa Days. Got it. So kind of like a you get a twofer. So you got your Iowa Day, and then two, it's like a family reunion. Right. Almost. And I took my daughter, my oldest daughter, yeah. Denise, to... <laughs> <laughs> and my son-in-law back to Iowa, and they they said they had to come back to Vegas to rest. Oh, because you guys, like, had fun. They were gone. I dropped them off with their cousin, and they were just gone. Good. They had a really good time. And it's, Sounds it's fun. Really, I mean, I know everybody. I'm related to most of them. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Either on my mother's side or my father's side. Right. So they have lots of cousins, aunts, uncles. Okay. And All so, right. Well, good. Um, so then, uh, so you grew up Des Moines, and then did you move any, so you went to Chicago. How did you get here? <laughs> uh, are you- That's a longer, that's a longer story. I, I, I was raised in Des Moines. Gotcha. I stayed in Des Moines until I was probably 30. So okay. I was older, yeah. I was an adult. And then I moved to Utah. Okay. And after I moved to Utah, I worked for the federal government, mm -hmm. and the federal government transferred me to Seattle. Mm. And so that's kind of how I jumped around, is gotcha. because I worked for the federal government. Right. And so they transferred me to Washington State, and then from Washington State, I moved to Vegas. Okay. And I moved to Vegas because my oldest granddaughter asked me to. Oh, you got a day. The babies. Well, my daughter know. had asked me for five years to move to Vegas, and I told her no. When but the my granddaughter, speak. My granddaughter <laughs> asked me, and I said, okay. Two weeks later, I was, I gave my notice, and I was, I was on my way. So she, all you heard was, Nana, mm -hmm. can you come here? And, she, and you were that gone. That was it. I was done. Oh, the power of the grandkids. Oh, yeah. They um, have power. Well, that's great. So then you were with the federal government. What type of work did you do? Are you retired now, or do you still work for the federal I am, government? I just retired from the federal government last year, last January. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, last January. And what type of work did you do? Well, I've done a lot of, I, so I worked for the federal government for 20 years, so mm -hmm. during those 20 years, I've had lots of jobs. Mm. I worked, worked for the IRS. Mm. I worked for the VA hospital. Yeah. Um, I worked at 
Hill Air Force Base in Utah, I've worked a lot of places. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of me trying to find my niche. Gotcha. Or, or money wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, either way, but. You know, my last job that I retired from, I think that was that was actually the job that I enjoyed the most. Mm, and that was working at the VA hospital. Okay. All right. Good. So then is retirement all that you thought it would be? No. Okay. So tell me, what did you think it would be and what is I, it? I thought retirement would be, okay, I'm tired of working. I could just lay around, yeah. do nothing. Yeah. And Mind you, I've been working since I was 14. Okay. Not at McDonald's, not at... Like real job. I'm talking about a real job at an insurance company since mm. I was like 14, 15, because I started from high school. Gotcha. My last year of high school, I worked... A, I went to school half a day, uh -huh. and I worked the other half okay. because I had all my credits, so mm. I didn't have to go to school all day. Mm -hmm. So, And uh, so I've been working since I was 14, a regular wow. job, and so... I thought it was going to be okay, don't have to work anymore, don't have to get up anymore, yeah. whatever. And what it actually is to me is I tried, I, I tried going back and volunteering mm. and whatever, and I, it, it just doesn't do it for me. And I think it's the fact that I, I like working. Okay. You know, and I've been doing it, and so now, once I'm not working, it's not the fact that it's volunteer and I'm not, you're, you're still working. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that I felt like when I was working, I was contributing something mm. to something that was important to me. And now it's like volunteering just doesn't give me that same gotcha. feeling. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just doesn't give me that same feeling. I think if you connect it to teaching, you, you'll find a, some type of volunteer yeah. opportunity connected to teaching. Well, my daughter says that I should, <laughs> that I should do something in tutoring because oh. I used to tutor and I tutored my grandson mm -hmm. and and I taught all the all the, my grandkids how to read before they started kindergarten. Wow, so. that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So then, a typical day for you is what? I get up in the morning, and uh, right now um, I have my grandkids for the summer okay. because their mother's working. Mm -hmm. And I usually get up in the morning trying to find something to do rather than just lay around all right, day. Right. Right. But. Um, even traveling, you can only do so much traveling. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, unless I stay going all the time, and right. that's that's financially impossible. Gotcha. But um, right now, I'm just kind of in the in that process of looking for something, some kind of employment part time where I can okay. work from home. Yeah. And so. Oh, that would be nice. Which which I think that's what I need is I I'd like to have some type of employment. But I wanted to work from my house, mm -hmm, you know, where mm -hmm. I don't have to get up and, and, and go to work every right, day. Right, right. And I think that is the, the 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 thing that made me retire was I got tired of getting up and going to work every gotcha. day. But if I can do it at home, that's a different story. Different I'm still going to feel like I can accomplish what I want to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Sounds about right. So, were you active when you were younger? Are you active now? Do you, do you go to the gym or anything like that? When I was a kid, I did a lot of running around, and, and but I don't think I've ever been a person that really exercised. Okay. You know, most of my jobs, I've done a lot of walking back and forth and up and down and yeah, whatever, yeah. but to me, 
that was the really the only exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I've been thinking I joined a gym, but I haven't been going. And I think it's because I need a motivator. Yeah. Well, I need somebody what. to get up and say, come on, let's go. I'm picking you up right. and we're going. Otherwise, it's like, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow. But oh. I bought, bought the workout clothes. Yeah. That's still hanging in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I, I need that motivation of somebody to say, okay, we're going, let's go. Yeah. Come on. I'll tell you what, this Las Vegas sun is a motivator. Yeah. And they have indoor pool aerobics. So you might want to. Explore yeah, that option. Like Maybe I said, that's I have, a, I have a membership to the gym, and I think I've been once. <laughs> because, like I said, I, I need somebody to motivate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody's out there and they need a gym partner. Definitely. Let's go. Um, all right, so let's talk about foods. I know that now these foods that we eat, I don't know, they ain't right. What types of foods did you eat then? You know, growing up, what just typical soul food, or were you health conscious with the foods? And then, what do you, what kinds of foods do you eat now? First of all, you cannot eat soul food and be I get health it. conscious. I know you can't do both. You I either know. have to do one or <laughs> the other. Side. You can't, you can't do both. And I ate a lot of soul food. Actually, growing up, I ate everything. Yeah, yeah. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah. I'd eat it. Yeah. You know, it was soul food junk food, frozen food, I eat everything. Now as I get older, my stomach tells me what I can eat. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like um, I'll get ready to something that I used to eat right? or even 10 years ago, yeah. I'll put it up to my mouth and my stomach will say, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that in here. <laughs> and then if you don't listen and you eat it, your stomach says, okay, I'm giving it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> And so Too there bad. you go, and, um, you know, and it's, it's, you're, as you get older, your stomach gets very temperamental okay. and it depends on, you know, how, how healthy your stomach is. And even if you have a healthy stomach, yeah. as you get older, just age period, I think makes you, you very particular in yeah. what you put in your stomach. I'll tell you, after I passed um, 40, I'm very conscious about my body. Like, I pay attention to it because it will tell you. It tells you. And if you don't pay attention, then it's going to make you pay attention. It it will get your attention. Trust me. (laughs) I am, I think I counted the days today. I am 48 days with no alcohol. My body told me we're done. That's another thing. When I was younger, I drank. Okay. And, um, I wasn't a, a, a serious drinker. Yeah. I was so much not a serious drinker that people would buy me alcohol for mm-hmm. my birthday mm-hmm. and I would throw it under the bed. Okay. Or in the closet. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever they got ready to have a party, it would be at my house. Because they they knew that that's where the alcohol was. Right. They didn't have to buy any right. because I'd have it. But now it's so funny that I uh, went back home and I told you I took my oldest daughter and my yep. son-in-law. And my um, everybody knows me back in Des Moines. Uh-huh. And uh, we were out somewhere one night and and uh, I was I was drinking and my daughter told one of my friends. She said. 
you guys have caught my mom drinking. She came down there and she started drinking and she never drank. <laughs> and they said, her? <laughs> so, but now, because even now, even before we went to Iowa, I don't drink. Okay. Once in a while I would take a drink, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't drink and it's not for any special reason. I just never really drank a lot anyway, mm -hmm. but I just, lost the taste for it. Good. That's a good thing. Yeah. What about smoking? Did you ever smoke cigarettes? No. Okay. Makes me cough. Yeah, yeah. I I can't stand smoke. I tried it when I was about, I don't think my parents know this, uh, when I was about 10 or 11, and I got like the worst headache ever. Yeah, I can't. And I'm, I was I like, oh no, I like that. I can't stand smoke. The smoke, yeah. I can't inhale it. I don't, I never smoked. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever. Well, let's talk about some life lessons. Um, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned while being in a romantic relationship? The greatest lesson. When it's over, it's over. Okay. You know. You know. My philosophy is, is to do all you can to keep it together. Yeah. Go out of your way to keep it together. Yeah. But when it's over, it's over. If okay. you can, if you can honestly say, I've done all I can to mm -hmm. keep this relationship together. I've gone out of my way. I've tried. Mm -hmm. I, and you feel comfortable with the fact that you've done everything you can. Yeah. Then it's over. Okay. There is no. Let's try it again. Yeah. Because I'm going back to an old saying, and that saying is, if you always do what you've always done, you're gonna always get what you've always got. I, I got, I like, I got it, <laughs> got it, <laughs> got, got it. it, I mean. So then, well, what do you think about the people, because there are people that have married the same person two and three times, the same person, like, you got married, y'all got a divorce, and you married this but, dude but, again. But think of what, about what you just said. Okay. Think about what you just said. They married the same person again, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. and again. So it didn't work the, the first time. It didn't work the second <laughs> time. It didn't work the third time. Why are? Why do you keep bumping your head up yeah. against the same wall? And I have a philosophy on that. Think about this. If you take your head right now and go hit it against that right. wall, after so many times, it's gonna start hurting. Right. Isn't it? Right. So why are you going to keep hitting your head against that same wall? Hey, <laughs> Jeanette has spoken. When it's over, it's over. When it's over. <laughs> now, I'm not saying just say, okay, I'm done. But do all you yeah. can to make it work. Yeah. But when, when you can say that you've done all you can and it's over, then it's over. It's above you, huh? It's over. <laughs> That's, I'm being funny. Um, okay. So then what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in being just in a friendship? My greatest lesson is if you're going to be a friend, if you're not ready to be a true friend, mm -hmm. don't attempt it at all. Mm. And what because, is a true friend to you? Because I have friends that I call faucet friends. Okay, explain. A faucet friend is a person that is your friend when they have time for you. Gotcha. That's a faucet friend. They turn your friendship on and oh, off faucet. as it suits them. Got you. Faucet, okay. 
That's a faucet for Yeah. That's a person that yeah. they have time for you when they have time for you. It's some faucet family, too. Oh, yeah. You could have faucet family, too. Turn it off. Yeah, turn it <laughs> off. And those are the ones you need to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Those are the ones you need to watch out for. So then what are the real friends called? To me, a real friend is someone who you know. You don't have to think, mm -hmm. oh, if I get in this, is I going to be there for me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A friend, a, a real friend is someone you know that you can call on when you need that friend. Mm -hmm. And that friend is not going to hesitate to be there for you, whether they agree with you mm -hmm. or disagree mm -hmm, with you. Mm -hmm. I can disagree with my friends, mm -hmm. but if they call and say they need me, I'm going to be there. Gotcha. Okay, so that's a real friend. Okay. And it doesn't matter what the situation if my friends call and say, I need you to get on a plane and get here yeah. and come to Timbuktu, yeah. I'm going to find a way to get there. Yeah. I'm not going to ask why. I'm, on my I'm not going to ask what's wrong. Because if they feel that it's important enough to call me mm -hmm. as their friend, then I'm going. Mm, I and love that's that. a friend. I love that. I get that, too. I do. I, I'll tell you, a friend I, I had don't to take have a trip. To ask. I had to take a trip, and I was there, and mm -hmm. I ain't going to go into no details. No, a friend is, is, is someone who you, they don't even ask what's wrong. Mm -hmm. If they say, get they on a plane, I'm on a the plane, know. they know something wrong. serious is wrong. Yeah. Because otherwise, that friend's not going to call you and say, get on a plane yeah. right now, I yeah. need you. Yeah. Okay. I lo I'm, I'm loving this. I'm learning stuff. All right. Last lesson question. What's the greatest lesson that you learned being a mother. Wow, okay, that might take me a minute. Okay, all right. Biggest lesson I've learned being a mother. I think my biggest lesson is, is being a parent. When I was younger, being a parent was, okay, I'm gonna have somebody that loves me and somebody I can change diapers and hug them and whatever. Yeah. But as I got older, I realized that there is no love like a mother's love. Mm -hmm. I There is nothing, even today, Yeah. there is nothing that I would not do for my children. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I nothing. know. Nothing. People say, but this. No, there is nothing I would not do for my children. Yeah, yeah. Even today. I understand. And there is no one else that I can say that about yeah. other than my children. Yeah. Just totally unconditional. It's unconditional and it's, it's endless. And this is something I, like I said, I, a lot of things I stick in my head. Yeah. And I saw this the other day and it says, a mother's love is infinite. Mm -hmm. It doesn't run out. I love that. <laughs> but, but I'll, I will say this: not not every mother was born with whatever that is. I, I don't know what, well, there what are, it is. There I, are I know some, some some mothers and some parents, mm -hmm. people that should not be parents. And I believe that, that if you are not ready for the challenge, you should not attempt it. Period. And people, people look down at other people that say they don't want to have mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And if you believe you don't want to have kids, you shouldn't. I agree. Because that right there is telling you that you're not ready, yeah. you're not up to the challenge. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with anyone that says they don't want to have children. Not doesn't make you less of a person. doesn't make you less of a, 
a woman mm-hmm. or a man mm-hmm. to say, I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. It's a big task. And men get with women and, and women say they want to have kids. He says he doesn't. Then they think there's something wrong with him because yeah. he says he doesn't want kids. Yeah. If he doesn't want kids, that right there should tell you. Find you somebody Do who does want to have kids. That one. No, you should find someone who does want to right. have kids instead of trying to bat and badger him and and make him change his mind. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. I get it. I get it. Well, those are some great lessons there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna change directions here a little bit. We're going to talk about music. I'm a music lover. I love music. I'm a music person. Um, so today we would have we we have what some may call mumble rap. <laughs> so my question is this too. I don't too. know what that is. This new rap music that you don't know exactly what they're saying at oh, all yeah. whatsoever. Okay. Okay, the, yeah. it, turn okay. on the radio. That, that's, that's what it, what it is. is. Okay. So here's my question. Do Are you a music person? Do you like music? If so, what type of music did you grow up on, you know, just grow up on, and then what type of music do you listen to now? Or is it the same? Well, I grew up, it wasn't called this then, it is now, old school. Okay. And I am an old school person. Mm -hmm. And I will tell anybody, I love old school. I even have my granddaughter saying that she loves old school. Good. And she's 17. Yeah. Um, It kind of trips her out because I listened to 105.7, uh-huh. and it's almost all old school. Yeah. And so it really takes her, it just makes her crazy that whenever a song comes on, I sing it. <laughs> and she's like, one of these days, I'm going to find a song that you don't know. <laughs> and so every time a song comes on and I sing it, right. I look at her and I, I pat her and I say, Maybe someday, baby, but not today. Right. <laughs> not today. <laughs> That's funny. But I love I loved old school then, but it wasn't old school. Yeah. It was just our what, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still love old so school. So you haven't embraced the new mumble rap, uh, the new music? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. No, no, no. Can't. So, well, let's talk about technology then. So I know technology has come a long way. And... There are things, uh, I'm going to just say 8-track. I'm sure you know what that is. I know what I'm that sure, is. <laughs> I'm sure there's people, <laughs> yes, so I know what people that, that don't know what they that don't is. They don't know what that is. So my question is, have you embraced technology or do you have challenges with technology? The only technology that I embrace is, is technology that is forced on me. Mm. My phone, I will you hand can... it to one of the grandkids and say, here, <laughs> this is what I need to do. <laughs> And they will, either that or they'll see me fiddling around around with it. They'll say, here, give it to me. (laughs) Even the nine-year-old, he'll say, I'll I'll do it. Right. But I I just, I use my phone for calling. Mm -hmm. And I don't even text because I'm so slow at it that by the time I get through texting, like my daughter, my youngest daughter, she will text me. And it's like this big, long text. And I will text. I'm only texting okay yes right. whatever and before i can type that she got two three more coming coming oh my and God. i'm like wait a minute read back two more two texts <laughs> back here and that's what i that said that was the answer to that, that one. was the answer to that one that's funny i i don't i like i said i use my phone for calling yeah 
And the same way with my car. The only reason I have a car is so I don't have to catch the bus. Right. I, right. I don't like. I don't want to drive. If I okay. had a chauffeur, I would. Anybody out there want to be a chauffeur? <laughs> hit her up. I hit me up. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're gonna wrap up. I do have a couple more questions though before we wrap up. Um, first question: What are you grateful for? Just in this thing called life. Like I said, like I said, family is the most important, mm -hmm. and that is what I'm grateful for. Okay. My family. Love it. Because Love it. I, I think I have the three best children Aww, in the world. Oh, that's so nice. They are not president of the United States or anything like that, but they are, they are perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are perfect for me. They, they are living their lives, and they're living their lives to me. To the best they can, mm -hmm. you know, depending on their circumstances. Right. And I'm proud of all three of them. Oh, that's so great. Mother's love is infinite. Um, okay, is there anything still on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Most of the things on my bucket list are little things. Okay. Like Riding a four-wheeler or, mm. you know, just little things. They're the biggest things that I that I used to have on my bucket list. I think I've I've taken care of. Gotcha. Because I'm a I'm a very easygoing person and yeah. so my bucket list isn't isn't like most people's bucket list. Okay. You know, taking a trip around the world yeah. and all that. That's not that's not what is important to me. Gotcha. What's important to me is having peace of mind, mm. a decent family, mm -hmm. and not a lot of chaos in my life. And if I I've got that. that, I'm good. I heard that. And people tell me I'm calm, it's because I don't let things stress me yeah. anymore. It's like it's like I'm I'm seventy, I will be seventy one soon. Okay. And I, I've learned that when you when you let things stress you because everything in this world trials tribulations mm -hmm. are temporary mm. when when kids and people decide to take themselves out of this world yeah they take away the chance for things to get better gotcha because as long as you're in there fighting yeah. you got a chance to make it better yeah and and also things are the alcoholic creed that says god grant me the serenity mm -hmm. to accept the things i cannot change yeah. to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference right if you spend your time on the things you can change mm -hmm. they're going to change the things that you can gotcha not directly but maybe indirectly Gotcha. And so all you got to do is know what you need to be concentrating your time on and what you need to let go. I love, that was a word for me this morning. Yeah, because That was a word. Because this is the word. If you... I lost my train of thought. Because it was for me? Yeah. Lost my, yeah. <laughs> that was for yeah, me. It, it must have been for you. <laughs> But you know that's 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 just my philosophy is that I and and I tell my younger not the younger younger but kind of in between nieces and nephews that that when things get bad you need to say to yourself 
it is what it is, mm-hmm. and it's going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I can't change it, so I'm moving on to something that I can change. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So last question that I have for you is, what advice would you give a young African-American woman, let's say 18 years old right now, just graduating high school, ready to find her way in this world? Um, You've been here for 70 years. What advice would you give this 18-year-old young woman, young African-American woman, because you are are an African-American Well, I have a 17-year-old granddaughter, and the advice I have given her is is do you. Mm. No matter what anyone else says, Mm -hmm. if you means working at McDonald's, if you means playing with dolls until you're 40, do you, and don't let anybody tell you who you are. Mm. The only person that knows who you are is you. Is you. And if you feel good doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you feel that's you, then don't let anybody change it. Hmm. Man, I'm gonna tell you, you didn't you didn't preach the word this morning. I'm telling <laughs> you, you have. I have thoroughly enjoyed. I've just, this. like I said, I've I've just learned a lot in yeah. my in my years. I was kind of a wild one, long time. <laughs> We're not even going there. She but. has calmed down. Yeah, we're not. And I think when I had my first child, when I had my oldest daughter, I had to take stock of myself and say, okay, is this what you want her to do? Mm. And I said, uh, no. <laughs> so stop it. No. I was, I mean, I used to ride a motorcycle. I mm. lived on the south side of Chicago. I was anyway that's another story. yeah but it made me take stock of myself and say what do I want to pass on yeah to my child or children yes and that wasn't it okay and so I I had to change a little kids will do that and as far as, as 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 you keep saying when I grew up or when I was a kid and I grew up I'm 70 and I will be 71 soon mm-hmm. and I hope I never grow up Okay. I, I haven't love it. yet, and everybody, I haven't yet, and I hope I never do because I feel the best people are people that stay young at heart. Yeah, yeah. You gotta stay young at heart. Yeah, I love that. I told my granddaughter I was gonna um, get in a retirement community. She's uh-huh. like, they'll put you out of you're there. You're gonna be bored. They're gonna put you out of there because you're not, that's not where you need to be. And guess what? If you do go in there, then maybe you might revive some of them and yeah, wake up their I, I just, heart. I just believe that you gotta stay young at heart. Yeah, yeah. Not only does it keep you in touch with the younger generation, but it keeps you young. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Well, listen, if you guys have any questions for Jeanette, um, because it seems like her life is like really interesting. I love it. I've learned a lot of stuff today. Um, I take different nuggets and pieces from different people, and you've given me some today. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Um, Do you want to give out? Do you have an email or social media? Do you do social medias? I do. I am on social media. Okay. But... Um, I don't go on there very often. My email is <laughs> my email is me and liking it. Huh. Zero one at hotmail.com. 
boom. Miami, you and, like and I like it. Be you. Do I, you. I do, I do me. I love it. Whether anyone likes it, and love that's it. why my email address is me and liking it, because I like who I am. Good. And that's the big thing in life. You've got to like who you are. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't like who you are, they don't need to be around you. Right, right. That's awesome. So you guys can connect with her. Um, if you or anybody that you know wants to be on Pieces of She, share your story, please hit me up. I am at pieces.of.she on Instagram. I'm at piecesofshe1 on Twitter. You can always reach me here at digitalvegas.tv. And I didn't bring the phone number, but it is on your screen. Call the number and um, we can get you set up and get you scheduled. And I would love to hear your story. And of course, you can hear this podcast on all the outlets, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, the Anchor app. And um, I, I would just love to have you guys. We're in our senior season. Until next time. Okay. Yay. And there you have it, another She Story. I hope you guys enjoyed it and connected with them in some sort of way. If you have a story you'd like to share with the world or know somebody that does, I'd love to have you. Email me at piecesofshe at hotmail.com or direct message me on Instagram at pieces.of.she. Love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Trish.